Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Mary Page, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Erica and Courtney. Every month, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes and characters and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we are discussing The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. Now for the back cover summary. Hart is a marshal tasked with patrolling the strange and magical wilds of Tanria. It's an unforgiving job, and Hart's got nothing but time to ponder his loneliness. Mercy never has a moment to herself. She's been single-handedly keeping Birdsall and Son undertakers afloat in defiance of sullen jerks like Hart, who seems to have a gift for showing up right when her patience is thinnest. After yet another exasperating run-in with Mercy, Hart finds himself penning a letter addressed simply to a friend. Much to his surprise, an anonymous letter comes back in return and a tentative friendship is born. If only Hart knew he's been bearing his soul to the person who infuriates him most, Mercy. As dangers from Tanria grow closer, so do the unlikely correspondence. But can their blossoming romance survive the fated discovery that their pen pails are their worst nightmares? Each other? Question mark? But I don't know. What the vibe? How did you feel about the undertaking of Heart and Mercy? All right. First off, I would like to sincerely apologize for hitting you with a double dose of death. Chasing this with all the living and all the dead. <laughs> My Jesus. <laughs> I am so sorry. But anyway, I actually read this in like three days. And something I really appreciated about this was there were like six characters to keep track of total. And that I can do. I was up to the task. Mm-hmm. You know, to be fair, Courtney's book was also a lot of death. <laughs> Oh. And then I picked a book about death. And then you So we're just we're just in a dark period. We're closing the season we're on a weird dark. Note. Well, it's dark season. We all knew that like this was, you know, gonna yeah. all come out or in the fall time. It's October. <clears throat> okay. Um so how do what is my vibe? I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I'll elaborate as we go through, so I'll just say, or go through the episode, so I'll just say, I have mixed feelings, and I don't know what my vibe is. Okay. All right. That's fair, because um, overall, I thought it was a delightful read, but Mm -hmm. I think that's because I didn't take it too seriously, because (laughs) I would have gone absolutely mad due to the fantasy aspect. It Mm -hmm. was a lot. It was a lot. But it was quirky, so that was cool. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there were, like, two sides of it. And I liked yes. one side of it. And I thought, it like, it was cute. But because I'm a fantasy person, I got tripped up. At first, I was like, you know what? I can just roll with the punches. But after I read Duck Boat, like, for the hundredth time, I'm like, fuck this shit! <laughs> Listener, she could not roll with the punches. I could <laughs> not roll with the punches. <laughs> It was overwhelming. And we'll get to that. Yes, but yes. first, I want to talk about, um, holy moly, we needed a map. <laughs> <laughs> and more background information. There were demigods, unknown gods, mortals, 
Old Gods, New Gods, Some Religious Bones Day, Founders Day, Marshalls shooting drudges into appendixes that I guess were really their souls. There were magic mail carrying nimkilms, duck boats, birth keys, portals between Tarnia and Eternity, and of course a cute dog or two. So many things. What are your thoughts on the fantasy aspect of the book, and would you change anything? Whew. Some of that language made me laugh. <laughs> um, I am so sorry, but I simply cannot take you seriously when you say something like Wisdom Day and then just keep going. <laughs> yes. It's really, it's really giving like a Wisdom Wednesday moment and I just cannot handle the cheese. No. <laughs> what were some of the other ones? I'm, I've been trying to remember. Sorrow's Day. All God's Day. <laughs> yes. Yes. What were the others? Oh, my God. They were so hokey. It yeah. Was, it was... It was I deep. was like, I see what you're doing with the days of the week, but, like, don't. <laughs> but stop. You're. It, there's too much. But what it's if you didn't? <laughs> wow. I don't know. This is the hardest... This was the hardest part for me. I... Because... I would explain things like anything. I would have explained anything. <laughs> One single thing. I would I would have loved to know what the fuck a duck boat was or what mythology this was based upon or a fucking map. You know I need a map. <laughs> um what is world building without a map? Like I are you kidding? She's heated. <laughs> are you kidding me? Um I just kept I kept trying to, like, picture the movement of, like, where they were going, and I could not for the life of Mm -hmm. me, and it was driving me nuts. Um, I was stumbling over a lot of the fantasy stuff, and those unanswered questions were distracting me from the plot of the story, because I had to stop every time I heard something and go, what the fuck is that? And then you look it up, and you can't find it. What was the horse called again? (laughs) Aquamaris. Yeah. The water horse. (laughs) Okay. I looked up Aquamaris, and the only image that I could find was drawn by a a high schooler. That's so funny. (laughs) It was driving me crazy. Like, just give me something. Um, That's the difference between us, because I read that, and then later in the book I saw that the horse had webbed feet, and I was like, all right, water horse, whatever. And I just kept going. (laughs) No, I need visuals. I need... You're looking at a high schooler's rendition. (laughs) There were a lot of things about the story that I liked, but again, I don't get a lot of what or what was going on in the fantasy and I don't like to read to feel stupid so (laughs) that's where I'm at with this this is why I'm undecided or have mixed feelings that's so relatable also back to the duck boats you know those weird amphibious car things that can drive (laughs) into the water and do like swamp tours but also sometimes there's just like a deadly tourist accident or like I don't know a whole boat drowns they crash into a, I don't know, the axle falls off, they crash into a bus, a bunch oh of people gosh. die. That's really what I was seeing. So I wasn't taking it in, like, the direction of fantasy. I was taking it maybe in the direction of, like, a thing that already exists and is very deadly. And I was like, I don't know why you would choose that as your primary mode of transportation. It doesn't seem very reliable. Did they have technology in this? I can't remember. No. Mm. Hmm. I mean, surely, but it was just, like, unexplained. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's but I didn't see a GPS. See, another no. unexplained thing. 
And they did just get mail. I didn't see anything about, you know, like pewters or yeah. like text messages. There was no. But how do they know where to find you? Is it a GPS? Is it a tracker? What is it? Well, they also have magic. Had by some sort because he, with the mail, it magically went to Mercy. Right. Has she been microchipped? No how do they know where she is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> We're stressed. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating. Uh, ah. Yeah. I so this is why I I didn't take it too seriously because I I was so overwhelmed with all the different things. I'm like, okay, we're just going to go past that and like if I don't take in all of these details, then I guess whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how we're going through this the rest of this um episode. So, mm-hmm. if I don't say details correctly, I'm sorry. There's we're just doing too our best. many. Yeah, there was I'm doing my best, mom. That's okay. The other thing. Yeah, the, that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna do something like this where you don't explain a lot of stuff, one, base it off of something that you can Google, so you can kind of understand. Like, give me some Greek gods, so I have a little bit of a reference. You know, either do that or don't give so many, de- so many different things that you. Ah, you know, she could have <laughs> made multiple books. Like, split up some of the, the stuff and put it, like, into other books. Because it was, a, like, a lot for one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I re- I respect, like, the originality with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really cool. Like, all the different things were cool. But I think it was just too much for one little book that's supposed to be, like, a romance. Yeah. It fell short a, a little bit in that in that way. Yes. And I, I saw one reviewer say something like, it was charming, world building, but not fully coherent <laughs> and seemed sporadic and thin information dumping. And I feel that. Like, yes. 100%. <laughs> that's what, yes. Yes. Not fully coherent. Yes. Sporadic. I like yes. to think people maybe call me that sometimes. Charming, but not fully coherent. <laughs> She's question mark information dumping. <laughs> That she change, could be applied changes to me her Instagram bio. <laughs> I might. You just wait. Uh, let's discuss Mercy's family dynamic and how intertwined it is with Birdsall and Sons. So let's start out with, like, Mercy's career journey. Wow. I get the, like, older sister has to take care of things thing. Um, that, that part is horrible, but how lucky is it that she was pushed into something or like was thrown into something that she ended up really, really loving? Yes. That's pretty great. Um, but I hate that, um, that was completely just overlooked by her father, you know? But also like, did she ever tell him she loved it? They had this whole thing going on where he, right. everyone in the family was like, this takes up your entire life. We're trying to set you free. And she was, like, so distressed about that and right. about the prospect mm-hmm. of that being taken away. But as I was reading that, I was like, have you sat Actually, your family down and said, gang, I know you see this as a burden on me, but it brings me such joy. Right. That right. part. No, you're right. And that was something that was kind of confusing to me. Like, the drama in the family felt a little bit weird and i might it be jumping like ahead problems yeah, yeah because um everyone got everyone was was 
dumping their secrets on her Mm -hmm. and then when it all fell apart they got mad at her and i feel like that was the stupidest um the stupidest tension because how dare they get mad at her she was just you know trying to do what they want but that's a lot to carry on your shoulders secrets from everyone you know yep with zeddy not wanting he had this career laid out for him by his dad bert's all in son he's the son Mm -hmm. so and he's sent to school and he doesn't end up actually doing he doesn't end up doing this actual schooling for it he He does something yeah philosophy something totally (laughs) random and doesn't tell his dad for that many years and then comes in and like pretends like this is what he's gonna do and he's like vomiting at work because (laughs) the first day like no thank you and how like that is so I don't want I mean it's irresponsible but how shitty to like keep that secret up until the day that he's needed and then past that and just like putting it all on his sister because he's not ready to tell his dad yet like at some point at some point you need to just like do it because you're putting you're putting the family's business at risk for your dreams which you know follow your dreams but you have to like Say something. This whole time. Have a conversation. Just Just grow up and have a conversation. conversation. Right. Just get past it. Respectfully have a hard conversation. Right. Because then they could have had a plan. Yes. And I also don't like this whole thing where, like, Birdsall and Sons, like, all the different companies that just expect the... The patriarchy. Yeah, the men to take over. Like, yeah, what... Right. Why can't Mercy be... Why wasn't Mercy thought of at all? Right. Well, Just because, because she's a girl, like, in this, doesn't mean... In this world, undertakers were never women, which feels so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what else was weird about, about that? I was confused as to why um, Zeddy had to go to school to become an undertaker, but she didn't. Yes! <laughs> I was... Yeah. I'm like, there's so many questions. Wait, that's actually such a good point. Is she just unlicensed? Right. Is do you have to have a license or is it just helpful? Or is he to just a dumbo? To school? Um like does they she might get, have like a trade school certificate or something? They might have explained it in the book, but there's so many details, there's no way we would have They didn't covered. explain that part. No, they definitely okay. did not. That was does she not, not need that. <laughs> No, she's good. Oh. Yeah, because she's been doing it. Yeah. Wow, that question's going to bother me now. What is there, an apprenticeship yeah. program? I need to know. And they were kind you of either lying. either school or you apprentice. They're um, kind of lying to their customers because yes. they went in there thinking that they had a professional undertaker that went to school doing it because they didn't tell people that he was sick. Okay, so here's the thing about this family is that I think there's like such a charming aspect about them but i think they kind of suck (laughs) you know yes it's all secrets (laughs) really charming but i think they kind of suck i mean there's i feel like there's so many i mean there's probably so many families out there that just don't talk about shit and it's just all surface level so (laughs) but it does suck (laughs) Um, and then 
a lighter part of this. I want to talk talk about Zeddy and Duffer's relationship. Oh, yeah. So it was so cute. I loved it. Oh my gosh. Oh. Favorite side characters. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. Yes, They're so adorable. Absolutely. And how awesome was um how awesome was the family that they just took Duckers in like he was one yeah. of their own right away. Yes. I thought that was so so sweet. Although I did think it was a little shitty that um, uh, her dad kind of gave heart shit when she started dating him, where he just like completely open arms welcomed Duckers. That the patriarchy. <laughs> Once well... again, there's a lot of patriarchy in this this book, but it's not addressed as that. You know, mm-hmm. it's that just was... like the way things are. Right, and I didn't like that. I feel like. These this day and age, we gotta acknowledge it just a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like an interestingly progressive book in some ways of like, ooh, we've got some queer couples, we've got yes. some representation, mm-hmm. and then it was also like weirdly regressive in other ways of mm-hmm. like Birdsall and Sons, the patriarchy. We're just gonna <laughs> assume that her dad treats Mercy in these ways, mm-hmm. kind of at tension with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with all that being said, Zeddy and Pen are my favorite. Yes. yes. Penrose forever. Like what a name! I, oh, I love Rose. it. Everything oh. about him was adorable. Yeah, he was just such a great supportive character. He was. It, he was a great supportive character on both sides. Yeah, and I loved his relationship with Hart. Also, yes, yeah, because he just he there was like a soft teddy bear inside of Hart, and something about him like brought that out and that's what like started all of this stuff where he was not literally letting go of stuff but also opening up again and trying to be better and it all it all comes from Penrose and I just I liked all the scenes where they were working together I mm-hmm. thought it was yeah. it was the sweetest yeah I was excited any any scene that he was in yes um let's we kind of already talked about it but who are your favorite side characters besides Zeddy? Because we already know we are, um, besides Duckers, because we already know we love Duckers and Zeddy. Yeah. I did appreciate, um, what's her name? Alma, Alma, and Diane. Alma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that duo. I appreciated yes. that too. I also really, I, I really loved, uh, the, what are the, Nimilkins or Yes. I, I liked, yeah. I liked the rabbit one that, always brought hearts mail there was he was like the whiskey yeah he was he was gruff and kind of like a dick but in a way where he was there was affection towards heart anyways and i love those kind of characters that was fun chemistry between the two and i always was happy when he was in a scene yeah i i mean i liked leonard the dog i it's the dogs for me. <laughs> it was the doggies. It's always the dogs. And the name Leonard. I love that. I love an old man name. For, yes. For a dog. Um, all right. Well, let's talk more about Heart and Mercy as a pair. Is there anything you want to talk about with that or any spicy moments we want to share? Can I just say, (laughs) this was so much less cringe than other ones, and I think it's because I read it on Kindle. Nice. This is way better when someone's not whispering it into my ears. (laughs) Three seasons in, she finally I finally figured it out. (laughs) I mean. Uh, um, I didn't answer 
like how I felt about them as a pair. Neither I of thought, you did. <laughs> I thought that they Oh, I were, liked them as a pair. Oh, okay, I thought okay. they were super sweet <laughs> and I loved I loved that um they were so open throughout the letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there it was and it wasn't cringy to me. Like there are some books where there's letters oh my back God. and forth. We read one of them. I you mean read, red, white, white, and royal, royal blue? blue? Yes, <laughs> those <laughs> letters. Ooh, yes. So intimate, <laughs> quoting historical characters, but right. like somehow in the weirdest, cringiest way, in a sexual way. <laughs> yes, John Adams, but make it horny. <laughs> In in this book, it was like subtle, like flirting, but they were also talking about themselves in like a really honest way. Which Mercy, obviously because of how her family works, never got to. And mm-hmm. he was opening up instead of keeping all of his hurt inside and like all of his opinions and feelings. And I really liked I really liked their chemistry in that way. And then how once they met at Founders Day, which was my favorite um spicy like time spicy time because it was like <laughs> a, it was a whole it was a whole thing. It was a whole um, day. <laughs> how they quickly put aside how they dislike each other because you know he saves her and that's yes. like surprising to her and he was like acting like he cared and then they're dancing at the at the founders i, I keep mm-hmm. forgetting that it's like a outdoor festival <laughs> like coachella they're in coachella they're in coachella yes. valley <laughs> um and and I also really love that, you know, they make out a little bit and then she's like, come upstairs. I'm like, yeah, Mercy, you get it. Yeah. Like, no hesitation in that. And I fucking appreciated that so much because a lot like of these books, it's like, it's all timid and, you know, should we, should we not kind of thing. And she was just like, fuck it. I don't know where this is. This doesn't have to go anywhere, but I really want to get some. <laughs> and she got yes. some. I was mm-hmm. very. I was she very sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. one beef with them as a couple is that he was such a wimp, and he wouldn't tell her that she, he was the letter writer, which yes. I do understand was the central tension of yes. the book. Yes. And without that, there would be no book. Right. But like, oh my god, stop being such a baby back bitch and just tell her. <laughs> right. He had, and he, I feel like he. <laughs> That's good. Let's let's hold space for baby back bitch. Yeah, let's take a a moment of silence for baby back bitch. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. I love that. Um, yeah, that was annoying. And then I didn't fully understand why they disliked each other in the first place like that I know they said it. it was just like a like bad first impression and that was it and then f- there's four years of hating each other like mm-hmm. seemed like a stretch to me I've never come off that strong with anyone I know where I'm like I can hate right, you right away with like no clear incident to kick that right. off or yeah. even if I think wow I really dislike this person this person's dumb usually I'm shoving it down right, usually I don't like announce that and I end up those are some of the people I end up liking the most once I <laughs> I'm like oh I was wrong once I get past it you know 
Courtney, that was one of my favorite moments too um, with the Founders Day. Like oh. that was, I feel like their ro- like I liked their romance, but I don't remember very many details. There yeah. weren't many. That's why. And no, it was all about. Which is why pers- I liked it. <laughs> it. It was all about their personal stuff, and then they were just kind of like together. Yeah. So it didn't feel like a romance. Loved it. It was yeah. a romance. It was <laughs> a romance. It felt romance while they were writing letters, but then once they're together, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like a couple that was like really, uh, that really jive, really jived. <laughs> okay. What are we in the fifties? Oh yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't but know. speaking of that. Do we feel like any part of that was perhaps Megan's dif- discomfort with writing sex scenes? Because did you see the way that she described boobs? It's like she's never looked down before. <laughs> Come on. The cupcake thing. Are you talking yeah. about the cupcake thing? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The cupcakes all go to the boobs. That's not Megan, how that do works. you have your own boobs? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> That's not a cupcake thing, darling. You just have a nice rack. You know those are not cupcakes, <laughs> Megan. If so, there were like I would have statements. bigger boobs. Yes, <laughs> there were two statements that gave me pause. I'm like, Megan has never interacted with a pair of boobs in real life, including her own. <laughs> including her own. That's so funny. Yeah, I know because it was like that one scene, and then I don't remember another one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that was the one. The one chapter, we're good. <laughs> yeah, and it was very, it felt like closed door-ish. Yes. Like adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did like that they called each other heartache and merciless, even though I know it was supposed to be mean, but I thought it was cute. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Um, Let's move on and discuss Birdsall and Sons rivals the Cunninghams and how they <laughs> were cheating. <laughs> The audacity. Oh. But also, like, we knew he was on to something the minute he was like, I knew that he didn't do school. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But I Ugh. do love how she figured it out. Um, A detective moment. So much fun. It feels like the adventures of Mary-Kate Manson. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> They'll solve any crime by dinner time. They really will. <laughs> um, Yeah, sneaky little Curtis Cunningham, huh? Mm-hmm. That's cunning. She picked a... <laughs> <laughs> she, I was just gonna say she picked a great um name for the bad guy. There's just some that's there's something about, about Curtis Curtis Cunningham that I was like, yeah, that's a bad guy. Like that's a good villain name. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great villain name. Mm. I liked that. And you know, I'm conf- I'm kind of confused honestly with this. Mm-hmm. And I read this a month ago, so <laughs> being so honest, <laughs> we're being honest here. Um, so originally, Hart thought that Birdsall and Sons were taking advantage of the dead, yeah. but really it was the Cunninghams who were doing it. No, I, he thought that all Undertakers okay. were taking advantage had beef of the with the profession. Yeah, okay. he thought that they were just they were. Um, there was no respect for it. It's just like it was all about making money. But, you know, capitalism. Right. Yes. But I think he got that impression from Cunningham's, and mm-hmm. it kind of just, he was like, if this one's like it, they're all like it. But mm-hmm. my complaint is, it's obvious that there's a difference between the two, and it's kind of annoying that it took so long for him to actually recognize that, because he yeah. went there enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so then the Cunninghams were the ones who were letting the 
drudges in so they could get more yes. bodies. Weren't they yes. creating the drudges? They like yes. had that weird little patch that you could like put back on the appendix. They had a patent on yes. it. Yes. Okay. So they were like slapping it back on and then dumping the bodies. Ugh. Assholes. Uh, you know what part I liked though? Mm-hmm. When and I, I when remember she recruited this Nathan one. to help. <laughs> no. F Nathan. Nathan. Whatever. It is. I kind of loved the stakeout. I liked when Lillian threw her hemorrhoid donut pillow or whatever. <laughs> yes. From her postpartum. <laughs> threw it at. <laughs> And that's how they arrested him. That was good. Amazing. Yeah, that was good. That's the best use for a hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> hey, you! <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. Um, so, going on with the ending here, in which I don't fully remember... <laughs> Were you upset with Hart dying and then coming back to life at the end? What was that, huh? Did you like learning about his background more or his father? <laughs> hmm. Okay, I didn't hate the, like, two lives to live thing. Like, all right, that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still processing that his dad's name is Jeff. <laughs> right, that's all. That's... <laughs> That's what sticks out to me now. Is that his name? Like, I heard that in the beginning of the book, and I was like, well, that can't be right. That's the guy she met in a bar. And then we kept going. We circled back around to it at the end, confirmed his name was indeed Jeff, but he was also a god. I was just going to say, a fucking god named Jeff. I just... And that's the... That's the least believable part of this entire uh, this whole thing. A god named Jeff? What kind of mythology is this? <laughs> right. Not Greek. <laughs> did I miss anything? I'm sure I did. No. No? Okay. <laughs> well, we need to say that Mercy's ex, Nathan, was a fucking tool he bag. Good. Yes. Like, he was just the worst. Like, everything about him made me mad. Like, this guy, I would love to kick in, like, just knee him in the balls. And he'd deserve it. He was a He would. A okay. turdy McTurd face is what I like to call him. <laughs> now it's that time where we wrap things up with a one-sentence summary. A god named Jeff? No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, mine is a zombie western, but in a place surrounded by water, I think, with mail delivery via talking animals and gods and goddesses and demigods of indeterminate origin. Mine is a mythical western, you've got male style, but with a funeral home and zombies? Shrug? <laughs> Shrug? Shrug? <laughs> well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. For the month of November, All the Living and the Dead by Haley Campbell. Um, and after that, The Void. <laughs> November will be the last uh, of the season, and then after that, we get to take a vacation, but we might throw some minis out there, uh, just just because this is how we get to talk to each other, so it's more for us than you, okay, listeners? Let's be honest. (laughs) We're real friends who read books. I'm Mary Page. I'm Erica. And I'm Courtney. 
Get your rating. See you in two weeks. Bye. 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 <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at Real Friends Book Club or our website, realfriendsbookclub.com. Dot com. I read it like that. <laughs> special thanks to Brandon Schmunk for our theme music, and we can't forget a uh, special thanks to Jordan Stewart for our cool look. Thank you. The drudges. Yeah. Oh, drudges. Not the They're zombies. fucking zombies. Let's call it. <laughs> They're what zombies. It is. They're zombies.